Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olegia Nozier. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, I, I guess we should say our names. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot Welcome how to Welcome to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode 30, yet we Blooper forget. Real. <laughs> yeah, this is, guys, this is our 30th. Can you imagine? This is our 30th episode. We are in season two, episode 10, and total episode number number 30. So you wow. think we would know what we're doing by now. But my name is Olay Giroux. <laughs> And I'm Paula. And you are listening to the Let's Talk About It, Whatever It Is podcast. And we are so glad that you joined us again for yet another episode today. It's the holiday season, Paula. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward. This is Christmas. It's my favorite season of the year. Comes just before my birthday. Life is good. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) It does come right before her birthday. Uh me uh i am very you know what it's been weird because i'm i didn't get into the christmas season like spirit as you would say (laughs) as early as i thought i would usually it's like november and i'm like all right it's christmas Mm -hmm. um but this year for some reason i don't know what it was i really wasn't feeling it until maybe i'm like sort of starting to feel it now and that's probably because i just wrapped up exams Mm -hmm. you know my uh, sibling is going to be coming. I have a lot of siblings, but one of them is going to be coming back next week. And so everybody's going to be together and we're just going to have an awesome time. Yeah. You were just really busy with exams. That's probably why. That's probably why. Yeah. Ugh, exams. Now they will be hearing a ladies singing Christmas music around the house. It's true. I literally <laughs> listened to Lecrae's uh christmas the christmas album he put out a couple years ago it is my go-to and my number one song that i always play and that's when it's playing everybody knows that i'm finally in the christmas spirit (laughs) is called this christmas my brothers and i like dance around our living room and we just have a party and a half because that album is just all the all the popping and locking and the beats and all (laughs) of the stuff going on there it just makes me it makes me so happy (laughs) uh yeah so in Keeping with the holiday season, the serious question that I have for you today, Paula, is in reference to that. And it Mm -hmm. is a very serious one. So are you ready? I hope so. (laughs) Okay. Show it to me. Eggnog or hot chocolate as the go-to superior winter Christmas beverage? I feel like I'm about to disappoint a lot of our audience. And I'm sorry (laughs) in advance for this. (laughs) <laughs> but like first of all I never in my life have ever tasted eggnog. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, see what? <laughs> but 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 <laughs> for what I hear, I don't think I really wanna taste it anyways. Um Oh. Yeah. So I think it's hot chocolate with me for me. And if it's with cheese on it, better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, y'all. 
<laughs> you're gonna be everybody listening is gonna be like yep Jeez. unless of course you understand the colombian hot chocolate delicacy mm-hmm. hot chocolate and cheese is so good y'all i was the same way at the beginning she told me oh yeah hot chocolate and cheese i literally looked at her like she had lost all her marbles i was like what do you mean hot chocolate and cheese <laughs> but guys you have to try it there's a very specific type of cheese what's the cheese you use uh, mozzarella yeah mozzarella but yeah. it's like not regular regular mozzarella it's like a very particular type of mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. and you you make your hot chocolate and then you put the cheese pieces in the hot chocolate when it's steaming hot so that it like sort yeah. of melts yeah it is so <laughs> good yeah it is so good Olegio was a skeptical about it at first it's true and Olegio is someone who likes to try weird things like she's like down for it it's true but i, I remember you were like no that's that's the line you don't cross (laughs) (laughs) i was like that is too far let's back it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it is is a colombian delicacy you're right and it's really good Mm -hmm. it is i agree so i think then because we'll we can forgive at least i can forgive the never tasting eggnog Mm -hmm. because you talked about hot chocolate and cheese but honestly for myself too like I'm not the hugest fan of eggnog either, so I guess I can't really... I can't play high and mighty because I'm not even in that camp. Your dear cousin, Jisam, who was part of our epi- one of our episodes, is going to be very disappointed at us because she's a big fan, fan of eggnog. That's true. <laughs> my whole family loves eggnog. Like, really? all my brothers... Okay, not all my brothers. One of my brothers and my mom, like, they could drink the whole... My mom always buys, like, a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they could drink the whole thing, just the two of them. It's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess I should give you my holiday question as well. Yeah, hit me with it. What is your favorite family holiday tradition? <laughs> Tacos for breakfast at Christmas Day. It's the most random what? thing. And it's so funny because... Yeah, because people have brought it up during, you know, like different icebreaker things. So at school and stuff, people are always asking, oh, like, what's your favorite Christmas holiday tradition? Mm. And I just I'm so proud of it now because it is the most random, like, thing that anybody could ever say. But it's true. I my family has tacos for breakfast on Christmas Day. We make them in the morning and we yeah we just eat them we eat them the thing is i asked my mom one day i said mom when did this like why (laughs) what is the reason for this tradition like who started this who thought this was a good idea Mm -hmm. and she actually told me it was me and i was like of course it was apparently when i was really little like six or seven my mother had asked us oh what do you want to eat for breakfast for christmas and i was like tacos (laughs) because we need to we need to make things a little bit more exciting not that there's anything wrong with eggs and sausage and regular breakfast foods i love breakfast i will eat it for literally breakfast lunch and dinner so it doesn't matter but i guess i just thought that regular breakfast food on christmas day was just not gonna cut it so my mom bought like the little shells or whatever and then we made tacos for breakfast and then we had tacos for breakfast every year after that that's kind of that's kind of cute that's a cute holiday tradition. <laughs> I really like it. Wow. Thank you. I do too. Yeah. We have too many traditions when it comes to the holidays, honestly. What's your favorite one? I think <laughs> there are so many, but I think one of my favorite ones is, well, to start, we Colombians celebrate 
Christmas on the 24th rather than the 25th. Mm-hmm. So we do the whole thing on the 24th. And then the 25th, when everybody's actually celebrating, we just like sleep in. Then we like wake up and eat lunch at like uh, lunch slash breakfast at like noon. <laughs> and what we <laughs> eat is leftovers from last night's supper. And then right after that, we watch movies all day long. Then we, <laughs> we come back upstairs and eat again leftovers at like six or seven and then go back and watch more movies. And that's all we do. And I think that's my favorite one. I love it. That sounds like a very relaxing Christmas really is. time. Yeah. And it sounds like, a, sounds like a good time. Now that we've gotten those very important discussion points mm-hmm. shared out with our audience, yeah. I want to transition into the, I guess, main chunk of this episode. Let's so for it. all of you who are just joining us, we are in our Courageous Conversations series. Mm-hmm. And last episode, oh, y'all, that mm. episode was so good. Yeah. I learned so much from that episode. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Lance Dixon join us to talk to us about essentially how to have courageous conversations. He laid a really brilliant foundation for yeah. us in terms of a framework that he used in terms of the different points that we need to be mindful of as we're mm-hmm. going into these conversations. We talked about a lot of really important things and Paula and I were thinking for this episode that we would just shift our focus a little bit. So Paula, would you mind telling our audience essentially what the focus of today is going to be and lead us into that conversation? Yeah. So, um, as some of you may have listened to the past few episodes in regards to courageous conversations and whatnot. And for those of you who haven't, you should definitely go check it out. And I'm not saying that just because I want more listeners. Not really at all. I just think it's worth Mm. your time. 100%. And I think we all need those. We need that guidance of how to have courageous conversations. But anyways, so since Lance laid the foundation, like Elijah said... He kind of walk us through a step by step of having how to have courageous conversations. Then I guess our next question was like, okay, well, but now what do we do with that information, right? Um, and I think for me personally, I think when it comes to courageous conversations, we often see it as like, oh, applying courageous conversations with people who maybe you disagree with or have hurt you or whatever. Um, but I think. In that spectrum of courageous conversations, there is a far, no more important, but a really fundamental conversation that I think we all need to have, especially right now as we go into the new year and we do the whole new year's resolution and new year, new me, and like, you know, trying to strive for the best version of yourself and all of this. I think it is important for us to then have a courageous conversations with ourselves And I know that sounds weird and like a bit awkward when you think about it. Uh, But I just I just think it's so fundamental and so important Um, because if we are striving to to go and 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 seek for that better version of ourselves, I think to begin with, we need to know what version version of ourselves we're working with. When you brought up that idea, when we were talking about 
courageous conversations in general mm-hmm. i thought it was so key because we often in these conversations focus on the other person right mm-hmm. we're like okay we're having a conflict or a misunderstanding or there's tension for whatever reason and it that person I, you, either it's oh i don't want to make that person uncomfortable or that person makes me uncomfortable or the conversation is going to be awkward or i don't know how to approach it mm-hmm. it's very other person focused and so when we pause and take that step to now ask ourselves oh wait a second who am i bringing into this space where do i stand how am i approaching this and then having that conversation internally as well mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to have a you know a uh productive conversation without first checking in from where we're starting from that's so true right and like when you think about it like one of the things lance mentioned is we we may have to walk away from it with not nothing resolved like you may have to have more than one conversation and then you think about that and it's like so key right because like okay like that person tells you what let's say you have a conversation with somebody else like a courageous conversation then they say they tell you the things or the ways in which you have heard them or whatever then you express um your point or your perspective on it too um but then you can walk away with that and with what they have stayed and you can reflect on it and then you can think about okay how can i can i be better right or then you can find out like maybe i'm maybe i'm holding on to something like Maybe I have a hard time forgiving people. How can I work on that? And things like that. Because it's really easy to point fingers to others. But then when you have to, what you have to really think about is when you're pointing one finger at somebody else, there are four more fingers pointing at you, right? So like, I think that's so important. <laughs> I was literally thinking that exact same phrase. My mom says that to me all the time. And she used to say it to us when we were kids was, when you're so busy pointing fingers at others, yeah, like just exactly like you said, there are four pointing at yourself. So what are you going to do with the four that are pointing at you? And so I love that you <laughs> brought up that wonderful proverb. Yeah. Um, I think too, it keeps bringing up this theme for me, that idea of humility. It takes a humble person to be able to, mm-hmm. like you said, walk away from a conversation that maybe needs to have a follow-up or two or three or however many and for them to actually reflect on themselves and ask okay i can't change another person right the only people we can really truly actually Mm -hmm. have control over is ourselves yep and so it's hard work sometimes to sit Mm -hmm. and ask ourselves how do i need to change or even if it's not how do i need to change generally if that feels super overwhelming but maybe even narrowing it down to a particular um, character trait or aspect of something that you want to get better at and ask, how can I shift this? How can Mm -hmm. I walk towards progress in this area? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I totally agree with you. I wonder then, Paula, as you were thinking about these ideas of having a courageous conversation with yourself, Mm -hmm. what are some things that stand out to you that are important for us to be thinking about but also acting out? What are some ways that we can have those courageous conversations with ourselves? I think um, honesty, like being honest with yourself. And I think alongside with that, like having having somebody like, 
yes, it is important to have that conversation with yourself and then find out where you are at. And like I said, being honest. Um, but I think there is, it is important also to have somebody else like to rely on in terms of like sharing where you are at so that the person kind of keeps you on check, if that makes sense, right? Because if you're like, if we're trying to, to be the best version of ourselves, I think it is important to share not with everybody necessarily, but with those people who you trust and, and you know, have the best intentions for you and want the best for you um, to just be there. And like, you know, not to shame you when you, you when you fall short or whatever, but like, rather to help you, like, remember where you are at and where you're trying to go. Um, so, yeah, I think those things are those two things are really important. I would agree with you. And something that I would also add is a measure of progress. And that kind of jumps off of what you had said even just yeah. now. But the idea of asking and taking inventory and actually externalizing what kind of gets jumbled in our heads, which is the idea of where am I now? What does that look like? What are the things that I do well? What are the things that I would like to change? Yeah. And then also writing or documenting oh yeah a where would i like to be mm-hmm. and what are those things that what does that look like for where i would like to be and so in those conversations i think those conversations like you said with an accountability partner or a person that yeah. can hold you uh yeah can hold you to what you've said mm-hmm. you're also able to have that you know continuous evaluation and it's so interesting that this comes up because i in school, we're always talking about the idea of, you know, making SMART goals. Are they achievable? I'm going to mess up the acronym. Maybe I won't even try. But are they, <laughs> can you write them down? Are they achievable, all of measurable? What's the time frame? All mm-hmm. of that stuff. And then we do a lot of evaluations of our own progress, of others' progress. And it can get tedious sometimes because, you know, it's a lot of work to, to evaluate yourself. But they're actually so helpful because they require you to pause and reflect and and really look at what it is you have been doing, where it is you have been going. And you can't really change particular patterns until you know what those patterns are in the first place. Truly. And now that you were speaking, there is one more thing I would like to add. Um, and I think Lance also like mentioned it in a, in a previous episode. And it's the idea of extending grace to one another, right? when we're having a conversation with other people but i think that same grace that you are you're allowing yourself to extend to others you should also allow the same grace to be extended to yourself and what i mean by that is like you know where you are at and you're trying to get to a certain point and maybe like we are human we're imperfect and we we fall short and there are days where you are gonna take three steps back instead of moving two steps forward right um but i think in those times you can't be too hard on yourself because it's not fair either like that same grace you're gonna allow others to have you should allow yourself and realize that yeah okay today maybe i didn't make much progress but like i am i am recognizing it and i'm i'm moving forward from this because i think it is crucial to 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 just stay in that grace to yourself yeah i would agree with you it can be hard to actually take the time to say oh i made the same mistake the millionth time 
does that mean that I'm never going to make any actual progress? Yeah. And I think something that's important to remember also, something that honestly I've been working on and thinking a lot about is the idea that making a mistake or having to feel feeling like you're learning the same thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. um it doesn't mean that you're not making any any real change or any real progress it just potentially means that it brings that thing up into your consciousness more often mm-hmm. and because it's up in your awareness so often it feels like everything every time that you don't make it It feels like that is what gets emphasized. And so I would completely agree with you in saying it's okay. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. I guess that makes like, because you were mentioning to me something about an analogy you learned at school. And I think it kind of relates, ties really well with that. So will you mind sharing with the audience? Yeah, actually, that's that's. Thanks for reminding me for, of yeah. that. Uh, so in school, <laughs> we are taught that there's multiple different types of space, I guess, that you're trying to build when you're learning something new. So you're trying to build your storage space, which is actually learning the information and having an understanding of what the information is telling you. But you're also trying to Uh, build your retrieval space which is the space that you go back when you're answering questions when you're actively trying to recall the information to know whether what you have learned in storage has been transported into a place that you can actually access it easily Mm. and it was such a revolutionary thing to me when I was taught about it because school is a lot a lot of the time and it's about learning in a different way and all of that kind of thing and so when I learned about that idea of building storage of of the thing that you know understanding the key concept and then building retrieval which is actively accessing it and being able to call it up without difficulty I was like okay and so I asked myself well how do we how do we build retrieval space and we were taught that to build retrieval space, you have to do practice questions. So in our learning, we are always being told you need to be just doing questions. And for me, I was like, I don't want to do questions if I don't feel like I know the information. Why would I be quizzing myself? Not realizing that the very act of quizzing myself was what was going to make my understanding be deeper and have a fuller, more comprehensive Um, level to it so I had to start working in and getting over that I guess that hesitation to do practice questions Mm -hmm. um, and move past and understand that okay it doesn't matter whether I feel like I know it or not that's the storage part it's the retrieval part that's going to help that storage part stick so that actually goes really nicely into what it is that we are wanting to pose to all of you listening today we want to pose a type of challenge um kind of talking about it in relation to what i was just saying that's almost like that retrieval space element to what we've been doing so paula and i have been we've all and lance when he came on we've all been talking about 
courageous conversations and how do we have them and what's the theory behind them Mm -hmm. and now we want to actually give an opportunity for us to practice and so we are posing a challenge where we want everybody listening as you so see fit to think about one relationship or area of your life that could benefit Mm -hmm. from a courageous conversation and then we want you to actually go out and have one (laughs) Um, and then we would love to hear about it. Yeah. We would love you to send a quick DM or email or whatever mode of uh, communication works best for you or tweet at us and share with us something that you learned from it, something that you were surprised by, something you didn't like, something you did like. And we will listen to it. And of course, with your permission perhaps share some of those stories because at the end of the day we want to build a community where we're all walking alongside each other rather than just you know paula and i speaking to you like Mm -hmm. we know a whole bunch of things (laughs) or or having other people come and speak to you who do actually know a lot of things um we want it to be communal so that's our challenge to you let the games begin. Just kidding. It's not a game. It's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> we really do. We just believe so strongly that, you know, these things that we talk about aren't just things that are in a headspace. Mm-hmm. We want yeah. all of the conversations that we have to feel practical, to have an actual uh, real life impact and change yeah. on the way that we are living and mm-hmm. that's why we talk about them. So yeah. there's your challenge. Um, we are looking forward to all of your participation. And uh, it's a, it was a quick episode today, but we wanted to check in and have a one last episode before mm-hmm. the year ends. So we're going on break, hey, Paula? Oh, yeah, we are. And we're so looking forward to it, eh? Yes, I love talking are. to you all, but... You know, everybody needs a break. I'm pretty sure you need a break from us as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and if you don't, we have 30 whole episodes for you to listen (laughs) to. To catch up. (laughs) You can listen to one every day or two every day. And you won't even get through all of them before we're back. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, you guys, thank you so much for being here. And we just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye, friends. Have a wonderful holiday break. Adios, amigos. This is Oledra Nozier. This is Paula Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www.letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host at letstalkaboutitpod.com. We're also on all social platforms, on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It pod, and on Twitter at the capital L-T-A lowercase I-T pod. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.